When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Got my mic plugged in this week. We're good to go. Uh, football season is back, so we are we're ready. We've been ready. Not even just since sports came back. I just have not been more excited for football season to start. Well, I was looking at my – I started using the Action Network again um, to track my stuff, um, and I did it all year pretty much last year for NFL. And I was, like, pl- up, like, a little over $200 in the NFL. College killed me. I was, like, down, like, 75 in college. But I'm just ba- happy for that to be back for that reason because I feel like I'm much better gambling for football. I just – I feel like it's – more predictable, I, I guess. Yeah, it's way less random. I mean, baseball, that anything could happen on any day. And then basketball, it's just like, whoever, if you want to shoot your shot today, yeah, I guess go for it. So it's way, way more predictable, like you said. Also, just way more fun to watch. Don't even care what anyone says. Football's the best sport to watch. Absolutely. Um, unless the referees are being dog shit. But – with that being said, we have a few different things we're going to go over today. We get our Degenerates Digest back for the first time in God knows how long. Really couldn't tell you how long that's well, been. We, we brought it back for an episode earlier this summer when we did like a full-blown UFC slate, but... Not, not the same nostalgia that no. Degenerates Digest brings. Um, so we'll get, we're getting that coming off the bat. We got some fantasy football stuff. Uh, for our first and 10 later on in the episode. And then we'll just talk a little bit about some some NFL futures for this year. So sit Absolutely. back, relax, and yeah. Yeah, so before we dive into, into Degenerous Digest and play the second music, I sent – well, first of all, breaking news, one of our games got that we're going to talk about got heavily affected by this. Looks like Von Miller is out for the year for the Broncos, which – it's a pretty big hit to that defense. It kind of blows my mind that Von Miller is like, hey, he's a two-and-a-half-point swing. I think that's a bit much. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to that. But in other news, non-sports related, I was literally scrolling on Twitter tonight. Mm. And I had no idea this was a thing. I sent it to Travis like, hey, have you heard of this Travis Scott meal at McDonald's? And he said no. So I sent it to him. Literally, what? Apparently they call him Cactus Jack or whatever. Yeah, I Cactus Jack is like him and someone else. I, I don't know. If, it's not Quavo, is it? It's someone. Someone in Migos, I think. Who, who knows? Either way. But the meal is basically a quarter pounder with cheese with lettuce and bacon. Uh, medium, like the meal is $6. It's a quarter pounder of cheese with lettuce and bacon, uh, medium fry and a Sprite. Six bucks. But it's literally 
I mean, it's a quarter pounder meal with bacon on it. And they like church it up to make it seem like this ultimate meal sound like, make it sound like it's so cool. And it's literally fries, quarter pounder with bacon and a medium Sprite. Yeah. I mean, it's just, there's no like special packaging on it or anything. Like if you go to McDonald's Twitter, they are getting absolutely fucking roasted in their replies because like they, like Trev said, they hyped this up and it just totally fell flat. Yeah, like they just make it. They tried to make it sound cool on the link that you sent me and on their website. But man, like whoever thought this, fire them. Yeah, I mean, I don't think McDonald's really needs a big park marketing move like that. They probably do a lot of sales regardless. But thought I'd bring that up. That was kind of interesting. I will probably eventually try it at some point, just because. First of all, Travis knows this. When I go to McDonald's, that's my go-to meal anyway. It's a quarter pounder. So basically, I'm just adding lettuce and bacon on it. So it's Sprite. I don't necessarily have to get the Sprite. I usually get Dr. Pepper or Coke Zero. Or Look, is, is, that, is that part of the deal, though? Can you sub out the drink for a different drink? It's McDonald's. You can sub whatever you want. Whether they do it or not is a different story. That's what I'm saying. They might just be like, <laughs> no, we're just going to get you a quarter pounder meal, and we're going to upcharge you for the bacon. No, I said that because every time we go to McDonald's and you get a burger, you always ask for no onion, and they always fucking put onion on, and you get so pissed. So I No, I like onion. It's pickles. Oh, pickles. How hard is it to not put pickles on? Like, I feel like as a McDonald's employee, it takes extra effort to put pickles on a burger. Yeah. I mean, it's a similar line. So it's, it's like they do it without even fucking thinking about like what they're doing sometimes, I feel like. Well, maybe they shouldn't. That's why they're working at McDonald's. Um, yeah. <laughs> either way, before we cue to Generate's Digest music, is that all you got? That is all I had. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, as you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free, B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Generous Digest is back. Um, we're going to mix it up, give you more NFL picks because the college slate isn't nearly as thick and full as it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, Michael's, <laughs> insert Michael Scott joke right there. Um, so we are going to do Thursday, Sunday. There's two Monday night games this week. We're going to do both of those. We're going to do a noon game a 3 p.m. game for those of you in the central time zone. Um, a lock of the week, a lock of the week, unlike in previous years, can be any of the picks previous before that. We're going to do our upset of the week, which we introduced last year. It was on a roll. And then we're going to give you one college football play uh, because there's only like seven or eight games this weekend, I think. Um, so let's eight roll total picks. Yeah, nine total picks. All right, no, I'm sorry, nine. Yeah, nine. I forgot could, one. It could, it, it could be eight because just, just for – Full disclosure, my lock of the week is one of the previous six. Mine is not. I picked okay. a different one. So Travis is giving you nine. I'm going to give you eight. Um, but we're going to kick it off Thursday night. So when you guys listen to this, whether it's Wednesday or Thursday, it's happening in probably a little over 24 hours. The Texans are traveling to Kansas City to play the Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions. The Chiefs are nine-and-a-half-point favorites, and the over-under is 54-and-a-half. Um, Travis, what are you doing here, and, and, and how are you leaning? This one is 
I don't know. I don't, I'm not in love with it. And that's why I'm only putting one unit on it. I am doing Texans plus nine and a half. So am I. Uh, I just, it's opening night. I don't see them losing by double digits. Um, I'm not saying they're going to win this game or it's going to be close. Maybe a backdoor cover to get that nine and a half, but I just can't touch the chiefs uh, to win by 10 or the over under here with it being game one. I just feel like it could go either way. Yeah. A big, no, I, a big part of my a big part of my decision was the fact that they are playing an arrowhead, but it's only twenty two percent capacity, so they're not going to have that uh, that loud factor in there. Yeah, it was hard going through this year. Like thinking about home field advantage doesn't really have as much of an advantage this year as it does in years past. Still, the travel's not fun, especially probably with COVID. And you know, you probably a lot go through a lot more stringent um, travel restrictions. Your your routine gets thrown off more so than usual, but I also went Texans nine and a half uh, plus nine and a half. Um, I like it. Um, I'm actually probably going to dabble and put a tiny amount of money, like very minuscule amount on Texas money line, just because, you know, I'd like to see the chiefs lose. Um, I'm going to do Texas plus nine and a half at two units. Um, my, I got two reasons for mine. Um, one, the Texans have bad blood in their mouth. Remember they were up 24 to nothing on the chiefs in the playoffs last year. And the chiefs came storm back to win. Deshaun Watson just got his big contract extension. He's going to look to shut all the haters up. Um, also, the last five Super Bowl winners in the season openers. Now, granted, they have gone four and one, but only one team has won by more than seven points. And that was last year. The Patriots beat the Steelers 33-3 to in week one. Um, we all know how bad the Steelers were last year before they got Minka. Um, so I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting. You know, only one team has won by more than seven points. This is at nine and a half. I think Texans are a good play here. Yeah, it just it always scares me because you never know what the Chiefs are capable of. Um, <clears throat> but I'm rolling nine and a half as well, so I like that. Sunday night, because we're doing the primetime games first, uh, the Sunday night game is Cowboys three-point favorites in L.A. playing the Rams, and the over-under is 52. Um, I am a lot more confident on this game. I'm rolling two units on Cowboys minus three. Uh, we already talked about the Rams earlier in our divisional preview and how they're going to need a few games to get their offense going. No Todd Gurley, different backfield. Jared Goff really hasn't looked himself uh, over the past year or so. Um, and not only that, but the Rams kind of got a new defensive, you know, shakeup on that end. No fans in the stadium. Cowboys minus three shouldn't have a problem. I did not know about the no fans in the stadium in LA. That's very interesting. That brand new fucking stadium and nobody's going to be in it. Um, nope. I like that pick. Um, I like this one. I picked to see more. I like the under at 52. Um, I feel like that's very high for two teams last year that both had a top 10 defense in terms of yards allowed per play. Both of them were top 10 in yards allowed per, per, per play. Uh, Travis said the Rams got a shakeup on defense, um, but, you know, they still have the core players there, Donald, um, you know, and, and things like that. Uh, they did lose Gurley and Cooks on top of that. I think the Cowboys win this game. I like Travis's minus three pick, but I like the under even better because, um, you know, you're thinking about if it's 52, you know, it's going to be like a high 20s, low 30s, to like low 20s game for that to even hit. I see the Cowboys, you know, probably scoring like 24 points. Rams scoring around 14, being a little bit of a low-scoring affair. Um, so I, I like the under. And that is also, spoiler alert, it's my lock of the week. I'm doing five units on it. All right. Don't mind that. Five units, scary. But it's lock of the week, man. Got to gotta lay the nuts down on the table. <laughs> 
I didn't do that on my lock, but we'll talk about that a little later. Um, my pick, or I told you my pick, I'm sorry. Rolling in to the first Monday night game, because uh, we have two on week one. The first one, Steelers, six-point favorites at the New York Giants, and the over-under is 47.5. This one was a little bit tricky with that with that six points. Yeah. I'm laying. Basically, yeah. You're basically yeah. picking Pittsburgh to win by a touchdown if you pick them. Pretty much. I mean, they could they could miss the extra point and still push, which is the reason I am going Pittsburgh minus six at one unit. Big Ben's back. They have the potential to do some damage this year if everyone can stay healthy. Jared was talking about Minka getting out of their defense last year. We all saw how powerful their defense was uh, whenever he arrived in Pittsburgh. I think they can pick up right where they left off with Big Ben. As long as they can contain Barkley, I don't think it should be a problem with them winning by a touchdown. Uh, I did the same thing. I did two units on this one. Um, Steelers minus six at two units. I think Big Ben um, is, is point like you could just like tell he's determined to have a big year. He's lost a bunch of weight. He looks really really good. Um, and the Steelers defense, like Travis, we've said mentioned Minka Fitzpatrick a lot. They also have T.J. Watt over there, who is could potentially win Defensive Player of the Year this year, in my opinion. Um, and I think that's that alone is going to be enough to hold Saquon. And if you're going to you know leave it up to Daniel Dimes to kind of lead your team to a win, I don't see it happening. Steelers minus six. Um, with two units on that one for me. All right. Sounds good. Second Monday night game, this one me and Jarrett were talking about earlier where Von Miller kind of came into play. It is Titans at Broncos, and it was a pick em, um up until the news about Von Miller came out. And now it is Titans minus two and a half, and the over-under is 41. Um, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. I don't know if that is. That over, like, I, anytime I see a Broncos game, I always want to look at the over-under. Maybe even Titans game as well. But 41 is just was too low for, for, for me to touch. Too low for you to touch? Oh, yeah. That's why I hammered, not hammered, but I got two units on over 41. Okay. Um, especially with Von Miller being out. You got Derrick Henry coming off the edge. I couldn't pick against Drew Locke because I'm going to be rooting for the Broncos in this game. Just kind of a conflict of interest there. 
over 41 seems like a very low amount. I mean, yes, it's in Denver, but it's a September game. It's not going to well, be. Well, you know, September, you know, duh, Denver just got like six inches of snow today, right? Uh, I'm, it'll be 60 degrees there on Sunday and not worried about it. Okay. It'll be fine. I don't see it being a problem. But if you want to, it wouldn't be a bad idea to take the Titans. I'm leaning the other way. Um, when, it, when it was originally a pick em, I had Broncos pick em. I had more units on it. Uh, heard the news about Von Miller. Obviously, that's, that's a huge blow to your defense, you know, less than a week out from your game. Um, you know, he's a vocal leader on that side of the ball. I that To me, this means I think Bradley Chubb's going to have an even bigger year now. Um, I was looking for him to have a big breakout year anyway. Now with Von Miller kind of gone, if Von Miller stays there and is able to, like, have his leadership in the locker room, I feel like that's more valuable. That's just as valuable as having him on the field. Um, so I'm going to go Broncos plus two and a half. I'm only doing one unit. Um, just because I think that defense is going to be a little shaken up. But if you look at it, I think the Titans offense was a flash in the pan last year. Tannehill's not going to do what he did last year at all. Um, and the Broncos were tied for six in the league in yards allowed per rush at 4.2. Seems kind of high, but the number one team was like three point something. Um, so, you know, obviously the, the Titans are relying a lot on Derrick Henry. Um, and if they can kind of hold him at bay, I think – that they can cover the spread, maybe even win this game. So Denver plus two and a half at one unit for me, my lowest confidence game of the week, though. Yeah, just don't see it. I don't see them being able to contain Derrick Henry, hence why I have the over. Shouldn't be a problem. I mean, that's a that's a 24-21 game hits it, and I feel like that's even kind of low scoring. Yeah. So outside of our primetime games, we're going to roll into our next NFL slated pick, which we took – kind of did something different we're doing a noon game so those of you on the east coast that's obviously one and you can do so on and so forth but noon central uh my game that i picked gonna be different it's gonna be weird if we have the same one my game i picked is eagles at redskins no i like this one a lot it was this one was almost my lock of the week but um i didn't okay eagles are minus six and a half and that's what i'm taking i'm doing two units on this one I don't know how it's a one-score spread. I mean, the the. Oh, I'm sorry. I said Redskins twice. Eagles at Washington football team. Uh, I don't know how it's a one-score spread. The Washington football team stinks. They just cut Adrian. <laughs> Dude, I can't. I can't take that seriously. It sounds like you're fucking. It sounds like you're playing like backyard football or something. I mean, I don't know what else to call them. I'm not going to call them the Redskins. because The not. Washington football team stinks out loud, sir. The Washington team is not good. Adrian <laughs> Stop, I can't. Get over it. The Washington team is not good. They just cut Adrian Peterson, who's their only weapon. Now they have Antonio Gibson, who might not be bad. But other than that, they're not good. Um, there's no way that they're going to score more than 10 points. So Eagles minus six and a half. I like that pick um, a lot. Uh, I lean for this one on my noon pick because this is a team that – and really the quarterback of this team is one that Travis and I really, really hyped up this summer in our NFC West preview. Um, I'm t- It's Seattle at Atlanta, and Seattle is two-point favorites, so you're basically picking them. This is win. my lock. This is your lock? Yeah. This is your base of picking Seattle win. I'm doing Seattle at Atlanta, three units – um, I think they're one of the best teams in the NFC that make a peak for division title. Um, another thing that we're not taking into account here is that we didn't play any preseason. Atlanta has a new running back. 
Todd Gurley, yes, he may end up being good, but I think they're going to stumble out of the gate. So I'll let Travis take away from here because that's his lock of the week, and that kind of um, – well, he'll talk about it later. But, um, you know, Seattle minus two is my 3 o'clock game or my, my, my noon pick at three units. Yeah. Jared's noon pick at three units is my lock at three units. Um, I was a little hesitant to do more, more than that on it just because, like you said, the Falcons do have Todd Gurley. Uh, so that kind of scares me a little bit. Not only that, but the loss of Jadavian Clowney for the Seahawks kind of scares me. Um, but at the end of the day, the Falcons were a 7-9 team last year. Russell Wilson, he's an animal. He's going to do what Russell Wilson does. Also, no fans in the stadium. So, yep, there you go. Yeah, no, no home field advantage for Atlanta there. So that's my noon pick. Um, it's going to roll into the 3 p.m. slate. Um, there's only three games to choose from. So I'm going to totally – be up front. I believe my game because like at the, that that three three p.m. slate, there's always a three o five game. There's always like two or three three twenty five games. I believe mine's a three o five game. I'm not for sure, but anyway, just lock it in before. Um, but anyway, my three p.m. pick um, is the Chargers at the Bengals. Um, Chargers are minus three, and that's why I'm going to lean at two units. Um, I know they lost Philip Rivers, but Tyrod is a viable option. They did announce that he's a starter. Um, even though they drafted Justin Herbert in the combo of Eckler and Austin Jackson, I think he's going to chew the Bengals up alive. Plus Bosa is going to give Burrow a nice welcome, maybe even some nightmares in the NFL um, with that horrid offensive line in Cincinnati. So that's my 3 p.m. pick uh, chargers minus three at two units. Don't mind that Tyrod Taylor kind of makes me nervous, but uh, it's we'll the see Bengals dude. I know it's the Bengals, but it's Tyrod Taylor as well. Who could have some very hit or miss games. I don't mind it. My 3 p.m. game is the Cardinals at the 49ers. Um, and the 49ers is seven-point favorites. I am taking the Cardinals at plus seven. Only doing one unit on this game. But the Cardinals are not a guaranteed win like they used to be in previous years. They can score. They have a good offense now. Kenyon Drake, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, Kyler Murray, all those guys. And they're putting together a decent defense. I think the 49ers are going to struggle with their first few drives. Their offense looks a lot different. Their defense lost a few key guys. Um, and I think that they actually do go down early in this game and kind of, you know, make their way back. And it's a dogfight. I definitely think it's going to be a one-score ball game. So I'm taking Cardinals plus seven. I like that pick. Um, I think Arizona, like you said, they're not a, they're not an automatic W like they were in years past. So – um, definitely a good pick there. We both know our locks of the week. Travis's was Seattle minus two at three units. Mine was the Sunday night game, Cowboys and Rams under 52 at five units. So definitely take a look at those, hammer them or not, however you want to do. But I think we did pretty good in our um, NFL picks last year. What's going to roll into something that we introduced later in the year last year and ended up getting very, very hot for us. Travis, I don't know if you have the stats on it in front of you, but it's our NFL upset of the week. You don't have the stats, which is fine. But I know we were rolling really good with these into the last couple weeks of the year. Um, upset of the week, which means, basically means we're going to pick a team that is underdogs, money line. Um, Travis, who, who is your pick for the upset of the week this week? My pick is the Panthers. They're at home versus the Raiders, and they're plus 155. I think that is pretty good value considering this game is a toss-up. Uh, I am only doing, obviously, one unit on it. We're not going to – probably do more than one unit on a lot of our upsets. But like Jared said, last year upsets of the week were pretty hot. Uh, many people I think are sleeping on Teddy Bridgewater and Christian McCaffrey. 
I know that the Panthers defense is not that good, but the Raiders have a lot to prove as well. I mean, they're not a team that's going into the season looking to uh, make the playoffs. So I think the Panthers have the more talented offense and I'm picking them at home, even though I don't think there's any fans in the stadium versus the Raiders. I like that a lot. Um, the Raiders are just a team that's kind of got a big question mark next to them. Moving to Vegas for the first time, you know, getting uprooted a lot. I definitely like that pick. Mine, my upset of the week is going to be the Bears at the Lions. It's at noon on Sunday. The Bears are plus 130 dogs for whatever reason. The more I look at this game, I'm like, why are the Bears not favored against the Lions? Because they both suck. Yeah, I guess in Detroit – I know Mitch Trubisky got named the starter, but the Bears' defense is by far and away the biggest key difference in this game. Like, they are much better than the Lions' defense. Um, but you got to think, though, at the same time, the Lions' offense is way better than the Bears. Why? Because they way got better. Stafford and Kenny Galladay. And Marvin Jones, and they have Jonathan Taylor and Kerryon Johnson. Jonathan Taylor's it's way better. Jonathan Taylor's in Indianapolis, not Detroit. Sorry, not Jonathan Taylor. DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift. They just signed Adrian Peterson. Um, so even better. But I just don't think that they're good enough. I don't, I, I don't think they're there. Hack it. Uh, Bears plus 130. I'm going to do two units on that for my upset of the week. Not saying I hate it, but I could see the Lions also winning. Just because I don't know if the Bears can get in the end zone. Very true. We'll see. <laughs> Definitely. Maybe look at the under in that game. Well, yeah, that's what – no, it's, I was going to say that too. It's super low. It's like – Well, it's like 37, isn't it? No, it's like, it's like 41 or 42, but it's yeah. pretty, pretty low. Um, the one thing I will say about that also, the Bears – I know you said this when you are hanging out this weekend. They have a pretty decent backfield, and the Lions were like 30th against the run last year. So, um, I think they're going to lean, lean a lot on that rather than Mitch. So. We shall see, which takes us in – to our last pick of the Degenerates Digest, and that is college football play slash lock of the week, whichever one. Not a lot of games to choose from this week, none that I really loved. So this you can't really consider this a lock more than just kind of the game that I like the most. Yeah. Um, but mine is UAB at Miami. It's Thursday night. So get a, get a little two-for-one action with them in the Texans and Chiefs. Miami is 14-point favorites. I, taking the opposite side, UAB plus 14 at two units. I mean, this pick, like I said, I'm just taking one that I like, not that I love because it scares me. UAB played last week, uh, so they're 1-0. Got some fresh feet coming off of a win. Miami is their first game back for the season. Um, I think that it's either going to be a very close game or Miami is going to stomp a mud hole in their asses. Yeah. Uh, I see a problem though in Miami with their quarterback room, kind of like it was last year. Um, they had like that problem where they were switching around QBs for there for a few weeks. And they just got a transfer quarterback from Houston, Derek King, who was announced the starter. So now you got new quarterback, first game in Miami. Who knows how he's going to do. UAB by two touchdowns to cover. Not by, but there's plus 14. But I like that pick. Um, I, I leaned a lot on the dogs on this past Saturday in, in Bowl, and it worked out for me pretty well, which leads into mine. Like just like Travis, I didn't really love a lot of the picks. Um, but, I mean, I saw this. And I did this a lot last year, and it played a lot in my favor. 
Um, mine is UTEP at Texas. It's at Saturday at 7 p.m. And Texas scared me. 43-point favorites. So I'm going the other side. I'm taking UTEP plus 43 at two units. Anytime the gambling gods give you a spread this big, you got to take it. I don't care how good or how bad UTEP is, um, but you have to be a special kind of fucking shitty to lose by 40-plus points, I feel like. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Like, Texas isn't that great. They've been a middle-of-the-pack program the last however many years. Um, they're not like a title contender anymore, and I don't think they're going to be that this year. Um, so, I mean, just 40 fucking points. Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, UTEP is horrible, though. I know they're 1-0, but they went 1-11 uh, last year. <clears throat> they, are, they are bad. It's not going to be a close game. It's going to be like one of those that if it doesn't hit, it's going to be like high 30s they lose by. What I'm thinking, what I'm envisioning is like Texas goes up, 49, 50 something to nothing, and then they pull all their fucking starters, and then UTEP scores like a couple of touchdowns in the second half to like do a backdoor cover, and that's that's how it's gonna happen. It's gonna be it's gonna be close. I know me and like we love to chase those huge uh, spreads, but they can they can bite you sometimes whenever teams really don't give a shit about feelings anymore. Um, yeah, so I don't mind it. I saw that and I wanted to take it, but I was like, man, UTEP was one and 11 last year. <laughs> New year, man. New year, different year. So I just saw that and I'm just like, dude, there's a, there's a few games last year when I remember back on and when I took like, I was like LSU and like some other teams that are favored by like 40, 50 points. And I always took the dogs and they always covered for me. So hoping that, yeah. that continues this year. There's a few, there's a few college games that kind of caught my eye, but uh, I, I mean, I can see some of them going whichever way even the one that i picked so yeah we'll, we'll see how it goes college though football glad to have it back maybe gonna be better here next week or the week after when more teams start to pick it up well the sec doesn't start until the 26th of september so we still have two more we have not next week but the following week is when the sec will start back up um i'm not sure in and with in and with if in <laughs> fuck the, the Big Ten's going to come back. They've talked about early October now, but we'll see. Who knows? But um, I think that'll be pretty much it until the 26th when the SEC comes back. All righty. Um, DeGeneres Digest, there you have it. Nine picks for me, eight picks for Jarrett. Um, we'll put out those picks, you know, when the episode comes out for those of you to, uh, to gamble them on yourself. Other than that, first and 10, let's roll into it. 
first and 10 from the 45 yard line. All right, first and 10 is back, and we are going more fantasy stuff this week. A uh, couple weeks, for the last two weeks, we were doing um, basically a rundown of all the positions to draft and where they were going, whatnot. This week, we are doing a week one start sit for your main position. So quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. And it's obviously not going to be your obvious freaking RB1s, wide receiver ones that we're going to say to start. It's your kind of borderline, do I start them, do I bench them, those type of players. So, Jarrett, quarterback that you're starting this week or that you would tell someone to start. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go with Jimmy G uh, for San Francisco. Um, Arizona was 32nd last year against quarterbacks in fantasy, and he's rostered in only 32.7% of ESPN leagues. So maybe you drafted a quarterback in those later rounds, you didn't get one of the top seven to eight guys. You look at your matchup this week, you're like, man, I really don't like it. Maybe look at, you know, using a, uh, a waiver wire transaction or, you know, just a pickup on, on Jimmy G. Um, cause I think that, you know, he has potential to light to light the scoreboard there. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I leaned. All right. Don't hate it. Mine, Carson Wentz. They're playing the Redskins. We already talked about, damn it. They're playing the Washington football team. We already talked about this. Uh, changes are if you drafted Carson Wentz, you had to have drafted another startable quarterback. So if you're leaning on which one to start, you got to give the nod to Wentz this week. Play in Washington, they were the ninth worst, allowing 19.5 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks last season. Um, and I can just see the offense of the Eagles being on the field a lot this week. Yeah, uh, definitely. Like Carson Wentz was my quote-unquote dark horse. I know he's like ranked 11th, um, you know, there in in, uh, in ADP for, for quarterbacks. So I like to pick a lot. So it's going to roll into running backs. Um, nope, sit, sit for a quarterback. Oh, we did both? Shit. I only did one. Yeah. Who you Well, you go ahead and lean to yours, and, I, and I'll. <laughs> All right. Um, I am going to sit Aaron Rodgers this week. They're playing the Minnesota Vikings. If you're hoping on Aaron Rodgers lighting up the scoreboard versus the Vikings, think again. Over the last two seasons, Aaron Rodgers averages just 14 fantasy points per game versus the Vikings with a game high in the last two seasons of just 20 points. 16 points if you have four-point touchdown leagues. Not to mention, Vikings were top eight defense in fantasy versus fantasy quarterbacks last season. So bench Aaron Rodgers this week. I like that pick. Um, kind of just uh, – I'm going with another AFC North – or NFC North quarterback. I'm going to go with Matt Stafford. Um, obviously, we talked about him. We love Matt Stafford. He was one of the top five quarterbacks fantasy last year, even, even though he only played eight games. We both did pick him to have the biggest drop-off year. Week one game against Chicago doesn't really fare all that well for him. Um, so I would stay away from Matt from Matt Stafford this week because Chicago was the sixth best team against quarterbacks in fantasy last year. Nice. I like that one off the top of the dome. Um, running backs, I'll let you go ahead. Who you want to start? Because I'm sure you're going to have to find out who you want to sit. Yeah, I've um, – I necessarily wouldn't start this guy in like an, in like one of your running back slots, maybe like a flex position. Um, and I've ragged on him. Um, he's done dog shit for me in fantasy years past. Um, but I kind of like David Johnson this week for Houston. Um, Kansas city was ranked 27th last year against opposing running backs. 
Um, so I'm sure Watson and company are going to try to get – this is like the first quote-unquote bell cow running back Houston's had in, in the Deshaun Watson era. So they're going to try a lot to get him worked in early and often. Um, and if they are, then you never know. Um, Kansas City gives up a lot of big chunk plays. Running backs could be a good flex start this week if you're in one of those deeper leagues. Yeah, this could be your week. Too. It's like, hey, David Johnson, I'm giving you your chance. Do well for me. You're getting benched. Uh, not a bad week to do that versus the Chiefs. My start for running back is going to be Mark Ingram <clears throat> versus the Browns this week. Ingram owners should not be worried about J.K. Dobbins just yet. He is going to get a bulk of the workload early on at least for the first few weeks. He's going to get a heavy dosage versus the Browns, who let up 21.4 fantasy points per game to running backs last season. If the Ravens are anything like last year, Ingram's going to at least find the end zone once, somewhere around 60 rushing yards. I know he's only projected like 8.6 points. Don't be afraid of that. Start Mark Ingram. Okay. Um, I believe I found my sit guy. Um <laughs> It's kind of painful. Believe. Yeah. Kind of painful for me to admit it because in our in the league that we're in, pretty sure it's the first running back I drafted. But I don't like Kenyon Drake's matchup this week against San Francisco. Um, not at all. I mean, San Francisco was the third best defense last year against opposing fantasy running backs. Um, and all, you also have Chase Edmonds right there. But if you, and if you look at it, Kenyon Drake only had 69% of the snaps last year. Meanwhile, Chase Edmonds has 24%. So not only are you getting a low snap count against a great defense, you have a guy right there that if he pops off a couple big plays, he's probably going to get the bulk of the carries that game. So um, if you can afford to sit Kenyon Drake this week, I would do so. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, if you can afford that, if you wasted a second-round pick on Kenyon Drake, probably not likely that you can do that. Yeah. Um, my sit is going to be anyone that you own on the, in the Patriots' backfield versus the Dolphins this week. It would be a solid matchup versus the Dolphins if we knew who was going to be carrying the ball between James White, Rex Burkhead, Sony Michelle. It's very questionable to start any one of them in fantasy, and we have no idea who's going to get a majority of the snaps. I would say to sit these guys out for at least the first week or so until we know what's going on in New England. I like that a lot. I like that pick a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just going to be a really weird offense. You're not going to know what's going to happen after the first, until after the first couple of weeks. So, um, wide receivers. Your start for wide receiver this week. I'll lead into it. Mine's Terry McLaurin, actually. Ew, you, we, you ragged on him. I did. I did. I know he did. But he might not be a bad play. Again, maybe like if you're in like a deep wide receiver league where you have to start an art, a wide receiver three, maybe start him in the second slot, maybe even the flex uh, but last year, he this this is what this is what convinced me. Number one, Philly was ranked 30th against opposing fantasy um, wide receivers last year, so that's a lot of points to wide receivers. Um, and he was on the field for 92% of the snaps last year, which is a lot of playing time. So he has a ability to be out there a lot, get the ball a lot. Um, and as of now, he's only starting in 55% of fantasy leagues on ESPN. So take that what you will. I think Terry McLaurin might not be a bad play this week. No, not a bad play. It just sucks because, I mean, the Redskins are out there for more than likely usually. No, 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 no. Three to f- or, damn it. The Washington football team is out there for usually like three to five snaps per drive. Like they three and out a lot. So I don't mind that pick. If you have to start them, throw them in the flex. 
my start is going to be Will Fuller versus the Chiefs. The part that scares me is that the Chiefs ranked second against wide receivers last season, but it is game one. You never know how they're going to come out in game one. Fuller has faced the Chiefs three times in his career. In those three games, he's averaged 16 fantasy points per game in PPR leagues. It might be a gamble, but I think he's a solid flex slash wide receiver two spot if you're looking for that guy who could score you you know, close to 20 points and have a big boom week. All right. I like that pick a lot. Um, I believe I have my wide receiver sit of the week, and it is going to be A.J. Brown for Tennessee. Okay. Uh, Why is that? He's going against Denver, who's always had a great defense. Now, I know they lost Chris Harris, a lot of, a lot of defensive talent, but the weather in Denver is always questionable. I think Tennessee is going to be a very run-heavy team, especially if they run it early and often and are successful. They're going to totally stay away from the run game. Um, so A.J. Brown, he's a deep ball guy. Tannehill has an arm like a fucking noodle. Um, so I would just avoid A.J. Brown at all costs if you can this week. Okay. I don't mind that. Um, my sit player for wide receiver is Devontae Parker yep. going up against New England Patriots. Uh, I know me and Jared both love him for the year, but I just don't think this week is an ideal matchup for him. He's lining up against Stefan Gilmore, who he torched in week 17 yeah. last year. But I don't think Gilmore is going to allow that to happen again like he did at the end of last year. I think it's a safe bet to bench him in week one. I just think that Gilmore is going to be out uh, to shut him down. Okay. Yeah, I mean – I was looking at I was gonna I was looking at all the Miami receivers. I'm like, damn, that's a tough matchup week one right there. Um especially going up to New England, never never an easy place to play. I don't think they're gonna have any fans in New England though. Are you is that a, No, I don't I don't think so either. You, a lot of these markets where uh there's a large population, I don't think they're gonna have fans. Yeah. So, so that's interesting, which rolls us into the tight ends. Uh, my start is gonna be Noah Fan. Um, for, for Denver. I think he can be a big target for Drew Locke in week one. He played in 69% nice of snaps nice. last year. Um, and it, and his second year players, you know, especially at these positions where they're tough to learn from college, NFL, tight ends, one of those, they always take a big leap. He's bound to do that. Um, and there's I mean, that offense has a lot of weapons. So I know Drew Locke can spread a lot around a lot, but if you watch Drew Locke in Missouri, he really, really favors tight ends. Fant could be that big guy for him. And not to mention Tennessee was 27th last year against opposing tight ends in fantasy. So might not be a bad play for Noah Fant. Don't mind that. My start for tight end, while I said to sit Devontae Parker, is Mike Gesicki versus New England Patriots. Uh, it kind of supports the fact to sit Devontae while he's being locked down by Gilmore. I think is going to open up a lot for Preston Williams and Mike Gesicki uh, to have some decent numbers, especially when you consider – the fact that New England lost about every single one of their linebackers to the Dolphins. So not only are they going to know how they play, but that's Mike Gesicki camping ground. Like he's going to be sitting right there, eight, nine yards off the line of scrimmage, hauling in balls all day long. Uh, start Mike Gesicki if you have him. Yeah, I love that pick. Um, I, I was high on Gesicki. He was my sleeper in the episode last week. So if you heard that, we're just going to keep rolling with that. My sit is going to be the guy who I said was going to have the biggest drop-off from the top five. Sit Darren Waller this week for the Las Vegas Raiders. Travis picked, picked Carolina to beat them in Carolina. 
I'm telling you to sit Darren Waller because Carolina was the seventh best team against tight ends last year in fantasy. And they signed Jason Witten. Jason Witten, as however old, however dinosaur-like you want to call him, that motherfucker played 75% of the snaps last year on offense in Dallas. You, if you think Darren Waller isn't going to see his 90% snap count dip this year, you're crazy. I would sit Darren Waller week one. All right. That's an interesting take, but I like it. My sit is going to be Austin Hooper uh, slash David Njoku, if that's who your starter is relying on. They're playing the Ravens. Not only was Baltimore the leading defense against tight ends last season, allowing 4.7, 4.7 fantasy points per game, but the Browns just adding Hooper to their two tight end set. Not really sure how it's going to work for them. I mean, I imagine it's going to work in the long run, but I think it's going to take a few weeks at least to get that relationship going between Hooper and Mayfield. Um, if I'm wrong, so be it. You take a hit week one uh, if Hooper does good, but you'll know that your tight end situation is safe. But just to play the safe card, I would say to sit in this week. Because he could pick. drop a two or a three. Yeah, that's a great pick because – Baltimore was the number one team against tight ends last year in fantasy. Yeah, that's why I said they allowed 4.7 points per game. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, I almost picked one of those guys, but like you said, Joku Hooper, like, depending on who, who's going to be there. So, um, that's our starting and sit-ems, maybe a weekly thing. I kind of like that segment. Um, but we kind of did an all-encompassing division-by-division breakdown, breakdown that lasted all summer. So, we're not going to go through a full-blown breakdown of the entire schedule season, things like that. Um, but we are going to give you – a quick thing, our super, who we think is going to be in the Super Bowl, who we think is going to win it, way too early, by the way. Um, MVP pick of the league can also be a gambling play, as, as well as rookie of the year. So, Travis, I did another quick kind of go through of the schedule before the uh, the episode tonight. Um, in my Super Bowl matchup, I fucking hated it. but Oh, dude, I hate mine too. I didn't even run through my schedule. I just did like off the dome looking at the teams, and I like wanted to throw up in my mouth between who I picked to win the Super Bowl. Well, I know I know we both probably had the Chiefs in it. I did not. Oh. I had the Ravens beating the Chiefs just because I'm just like, eh, couldn't put the Chiefs in there two years in a row. Um, I think they could drop off and have like a little hangover season. Um, but to match up with the Ravens, I had the Cowboys. Yep, so did I. And I had the Cowboys winning it. Mm. Hate myself – but like I said, just a way quick, way too early glance, like their offense is just insane. Like we saw what the Titans did to the Ravens last year. Like imagine what the Cowboys could do. I mean, and they beefed up some defenses, some defensive pieces. I think Van Der Esch is going to be that guy. Um, they also, you might, a lot of people are going to be like, why the fuck is he saying this name? But they signed Alden Smith, and apparently he is like balling out in like camp. And that dude was a fucking stud when he was playing in the league before he went psycho. Apparently he's back on the straight and narrow. So that could be a big get for them. I like Dallas's team. I think line, I think their schedule is very, very team friendly. I think the only threat to them in the NFC East is the Eagles, obviously. Um, but I also had the, the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. I had Chiefs Cowboys. Unfortunately, I had the Chiefs winning just because Yeah, Chiefs going back to back. Come on. Yeah, I mean, it's just I I almost picked the if I would have had Ravens Cowboys, I, I would have been like, you want to pick the Cowboys? I just think if the Chiefs are there, it's a stylistic nightmare for the Cowboys so I was I was just thinking in terms of offensive firepower like the Cowboys Amari Cooper Michael Gallup CeeDee Lamb Zeke like they they have what it takes if Dak can you know 
pull his head out of his ass and make good throws. Yep. Which leads us, so that's our way too early Super Bowl matchup slash winner, which leads us into the MVP of the league. Um, Travis, where'd you lean with this? Because the top three picks were interesting, but then after that, it got really interesting. I'm glad you said that because I, so I kind of picked two. I picked like one in the top three that's a safer pick, and then I picked one that's inside the top 10 that's more of like a value pick. So let me do, uh, let, me, let me just roll off with my top three. Like if we're if we're taking a top three player, taking Lamar Jackson, who's the second uh, rated, or I guess second odds at plus seven fifty, which is even at that not bad value. I don't like him as a player, but I think it's stupid to not take him with as much as he's involved. In so can I can, can I can I can I interject real quick? Yeah, I was done. What's up? No, the last player that went back to back was Peyton Manning in 0809. So it's been a while, but we're about due. So. I don't hate the pick, but I'm saying the last player that went back-to-back was Peyton Manning in 08-09. I just think, like, Pat Mahomes is the favorite at plus 400. Uh, don't love it. And Russell Wilson is third at plus 850. I'm just thinking with Lamar Jackson, like, even, we haven't really seen a guy that's been, like, the head of an offense like he is in a while. Yeah. So, I mean, that's – like, it'd just be kind of stupid to not take him. Yeah. So – that was your – I only did one, so I'm going to lean into mine. Um, it kind of pairs well with my Super Bowl matchup. I picked Dak Prescott at plus 1,200. Uh, hey, that would be good for me because if he wins MVP, that means he's having a hell of a year. Yeah. I just think – I mean, you got to think about it. He, he, got, he got added weapons, like you said, Gallup, Cooper, got C.D. Lamb now. Um, Zeke catches balls like a motherfucker out of the backfield. Um, and he's in it – and he's trying to get that contract. So what better way to prove to – if the Cowboys don't sign him to every other fucking team in the league by nutting up and winning an MVP award, the dude's got the talent. He's got the work ethic. He sees the honing of a few little things. His accuracy, like Travis said, is a big one. But if he can do that, I think he'd take it home. Um, plus 1,200 is not bad betting odds for a team. That's I had plus 1,400 for him. I saw plus 1,200. on it. Well, Bavada didn't have it, which is where Travis and I have been the last couple of weeks. But Yeah, it does. It, you just got to really dive in. That's where I got it from. Ah, okay. Well, even though plus 1200, 1400, wherever you want to get them, um, throw 10 bucks on Dak Prescott. It's 10. <laughs> Whoo. Yeah. Gamble. 10 to win. What is it? 140. Yeah. Why not? 10 bucks. What are you, you going to do? So you can, instead of, you know, drinking that extra beer or two at the bar at the end of the night or going out and ordering McDonald's that week, take that money and put it on Dak Prescott and just enjoy rooting for him all year. I don't know, man. You get a couple cactus jack meals with that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I like I like that in terms of like you know not your typical cliche top few picks. Mine like in terms like I just almost couldn't pass this up in terms of value. My second one that I just kind of like if you want to throw a little bit of a change at Deshaun Watson at plus twenty two hundred. Okay, like I just think that he has an offense around him that where he could be really successful and really pad the stats this year. Yeah. I like that pick a lot. Um, obviously Travis in the league that we're in, I have Deshaun Watson as my quarterback. So that'd be great for me. My uh, quarterback. Quarterback. It's my quarterback. But like you said, Fuller, Stills, you know, that's really. <laughs> Fuller, Brandon Stills, Cooks. Brandon, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Brandon Cooks. So David Johnson. Yeah. So that's our, our MVP picks, quote unquote, like not official. Like obviously you'd be a dummy to not like be like, oh, Lamar Jackson or Pat Mahomes. 
when it gives you some value there, which rolls yeah. into the rookie of the year. And Travis, I don't know what the odds effect on Bavada, but the list I found had Joe Burrow as the favorite. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Joe Burrow are tied as the favorite on Bavada, both at plus 275. Okay, so the side I saw had Clyde Edwards Hilaire at plus 300, and he was the second favorite. That's who I lean toward just because I think he's going he's to have such a big role on offense being the starting running back. For sure. Not like DeAndre Swift or Jonathan Taylor where it's a maybe. He is for sure the guy in Kansas City. Yeah, I'm just not – I'm not sold on him. Like, the dude – like, I don't know in turn, like, why everyone is so hype on him now. I mean, I get Damian Williams isn't playing, but, like, everyone was hating on him whenever he was picked as the first running back off the board in the draft. Like, why would you take Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? And now they're like, oh, he's going to win rookie of the year because he's just thrown into the system of the Chiefs. I don't necessarily love love the thought process on that, which is why I didn't pick him. I went with Cam Akers at plus a thousand. He is third on the list. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking, like you said, Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift, all those guys who aren't like the go-to back right now. It's looking like Cam Akers is the back in LA. Yep. See, I was literally talking to a friend of ours who's unfortunately a Rams fan over in Italy serving for our country. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Britt Block. Um, <laughs> and I was telling him that I, I love Cam Akers. I'm very high on him. Um, in LA, do I think Daryl Henderson could take over? Yes, but kind of like you said, like you think about guys who are going to be the guy in an offense week one as a rookie, you're probably going to look at Hilaire and Akers. Everyone else is kind of, especially I think Swift's odds uh, should go way down after they signed AP. They still have Carry On Johnson. Like that guy's going to be fighting for carries. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just looking at the rookie of the year list. Uh, unless Joe Burrow just has a phenomenal season, I think it's going to be a running back. <clears throat> and Akers and Hilaire are the two running backs that I could see. And at plus 275 and plus 1,000, I think I'm going to lean towards the plus 1,000. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got to. So um, those are our picks. I think it was kind of fun to kind of look at those. But um, that'll be an episode, ladies and gents. So football's all the way back. Make sure you follow us. Um, on the socials to stay up to date with our picks, see our graphics when we put them out. But we want you guys to listen, obviously, first. Um, but, yeah, we're looking forward to NFL season. We're going to be sitting on the couch watching football Thursday and Sunday, all day Sunday, baby. Yep, and we are rewinding our uh, our units back. We I, I have it on a spreadsheet, our total for the year. But when we put things out uh, in football season, just from here on, we're just going to kind of restart to try to regain some confidence. So if you see it and you're like, oh, those guys are lying. No, we're just restarting them for football season for our own self-worth. So for, uh, for what it is, that's an episode, and we'll see you next week. Peace out, guys. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 